Hi. I'm reading a story in a book called Exhalation. And the story is called The Life Cycle of Software Objects. Wow. And it's the longest story in in this uh, book. It, it's, it's a series of stories written by a guy called... Um, I forgot his name. I'll have to look it up. Ted Chang, I think. Yeah, Ted Chang, but there's an I before the A. So, Chiang? I don't know. You did a great job, man. I found it online by accident. I was on Amazon. It was one of the recommended things, and I read uh, a bit, and then I think, like, everyone was just saying it's great, and Obama was <laughs> saying it's great. And um, I remember ordering it and then reading. I d- didn't arrive. I cancelled it before it arrived. And I, I read online uh, a bit of the like one page of, of something. And I don't know. I didn't like the writing so much. I found it too choreographed. Too. <coughs> yeah, I I don't know. It just seemed too much. Uh, so I just cancelled it, but I ended up downloading it at some point, illegally. And uh, whatever consequences this may cost me. I uh really like it. Like I read four stories right now, I'm in the fourth, and just that he takes in every story so far a, a theme and um like a a concept very strongly and just write something very solid about that concept, you know? So the first one um, is a story about a guy in uh, Baghdad, uh, like in the old days, telling a story in front of an emperor. And he says the story, and it's through him telling the story to the emperor that you're reading it, basically. Um the second story is about uh, the scientist writing his findings about how life is basically air um, and how he conducted experiments himself to find out what life is exactly and what memory is exactly in the mind um the third one is about a clicker that only turns, it has a clicker that has a light on it that turns on uh, one second before you click it. So it will only ever click, If it's, it will only ever turn on if you, after one second, click it. And no matter what you do, it will it will not turn on. The light will not turn on, on, on unless you click it. So it's it's the signal 
of the light turning on from the click is backward inverted so that time wise it's the signals traveling back in time you know um and this one was interesting for me it's the shortest one i read so far um and yeah this one the life cycle of <coughs> software assets right this is what it's called software objects not assets <coughs> oh man <coughs> Yeah, so, um, <coughs> he uh, writes about how a lot of people get a sort of coma-like sickness from this clicker thing. I think he calls it a predicator, predictor, something like that. And um, they go into these comas because um, somehow this thing doing its thing um, proves that there's no such thing as free will and uh, I'm not sure how that relates one-to-one -to, -one to saying this 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 equals to then you not having free will but that's the argument in a story that he ended up making um, I mean if something is going to turn on only and only if I do something I'm not sure I'm not sure how I can phrase that argument myself so that that says oh there's no free will I know that when I was reading it it inspired me to come up with the idea of, of, of free will actually is my issue with everyone's arguing for it like there's so many arguments for or against free will and I'm not sure if it's just me being a lazy person who doesn't want to remember all these arguments for or against it or 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 if the world is completely deterministic or if everything is moving and I, I know anything can happen at any point, you know. And to me right now it just feels a lot about the things that you plant and sometimes you have agency, sometimes you don't and things happen. Um, I think Alan Watts had a good argument for why free will is... Uh, something or isn't something in one of his books, but I forgot it. Um, I'd be happy to remember it, but I forgot it. And, um, yeah, I get to air out a little bit. So, but my, my thing was like, when I would be writing about free will, it would be very much, um, yeah, before we get stuck <coughs> into the arguments, does free will exist? Does free will not exist? Uh, what we need to be very clear on uh, isn't being stuck in those arguments. What we need to be clear on is uh, will in itself. Do we know what will is? Do we know what the driving factor of, of life, of action, of force is? You know, the flood, you know, of... Uh, of being, the flood of, of movement, the flood of everything going on and around and everywhere. The ground and the seeds and everything that we plant, and the fruits that we end up having to eat, you know, all of it. Um, 
it's much more complicated than to just say, oh, I did. There's a whole happening that's doing, you know? So being attached to an idea of free will and being stuck on that, and who knows if we're even arguing that uh, from the right place, you know? Are we arguing it from... Oh, I'm just uh, intelligent because I can have an argument to what free will is or isn't, or does having this argument even help me uh, exercise my free will that I have now proven a lot better? Does that improve experience? Does that improve life? Does that... <coughs> All of these things. I think that's where that like really, really matters you know uh so like understanding what will is as a force uh at the beginning you know and then forgetting about needing to even argue whether it's free <laughs> you know uh i have to be like so <coughs> we're so stubborn and, and stuck up on you know trying so <coughs> so hard to feel like these uh, strings that uh, are ours or not ours, uh, what they are, or if they're there, or uh, I don't know, agency, is it mine, is it not mine? Um, it's, a, it's a long debate and it seems like we're in it for all the wrong reasons, is, is a lot of what I'm saying. Um, I've been just considering uh, more and more lately. I remember being being younger and thinking, oh, um, life is basically having all these strings on top of our heads and we should just be trying to not have strings controlling us, whatever that need might be. A uh, need for validation, a need for cigarettes, a need for food, a need for money, a need for sex. You know, you have all of these strings that move you. And you need to be just trying to not have strings to cut them and then move really on your own. And now, <coughs> this stage in my life, the idea is more... So when I was thinking this before, I was maybe 15, 16... And how I'm thinking about this now is like my my life has been a series of me getting rid of addictions, uh, addictions that I carry for one reason or another. Uh, as a kid, I was addicted to um, telling my mom to tell me goodbye before she left the, the apartment we lived in. Or I used to say, Astaghfirullah. I had this word fixated in my mind and I was compulsed in a way to say it, uh, to say it right. And I would repeat it so many times. I don't know if that's like a legit explosion. What the fuck was that? Yeah. 
so that was one thing that, you know, I remember my sister Noor telling me in school, like at Queen's International in Dubai, and she was like, it's not normal for you to be saying this, you have to stop. And then like, I'd have to mentally like really will myself to stop. I remember at some point my brain figured out that it can uh, squeeze my butt cheeks. And then I compulsively couldn't stop. You know, I was just going day in, day out. I was, what, like nine, ten years old, always squeezing my butt cheeks. And uh, I had to, like, really focus on, for days and days and days, maybe weeks at a time, focus on stopping, you know, uh, until I stopped. And it's a part of my growth. Like, I've just been hopping from one addiction to the next, trying to tone it down and you know these addictions can show up in a million different ways and um, I'm, I'm just recognizing that uh, it's not just me it's like everyone has so so many addictions and uh, a sense of maturity at least in my book is uh, how <coughs> how how you can just grow out of some of these addictions that you have you know um, being addicted to doing things for a certain in a certain way for a certain person for a certain reason for who knows who knows what that might be or what what face uh, it might it might take so that's <coughs> that's where I'm seeing things at right now. Uh, so yeah, but just this this book I'm finding actually really nice. It's inspiring me, to be honest, because uh, each story is very complete on its own and, and very sophisticated and well-spoken and, and proper from beginning to end. And one thing about me is I don't feel proper in my life. I feel like there's holes in most things and then I just don't want to deal with those holes or I have hundreds of pages of something I've written thinking I need to sit down and look through them and organize my mind and like I've based my internal mental health on this external writing that I've done and been doing and um, how I can somehow still organize both uh, now or at some point and uh, it's all exhausting um i've been i've been walking around with a lot of internal hate for myself or other people and then you know the thoughts come along and uh, reminding myself hey khalid if it's anyone's job to love you it's you you need to remember to find love for yourself you know, not everything that you do is uh, a mistake. But I remember today I was sitting or lying in bed. I've <coughs> been lying in bed a lot. And uh, I remembered moments in my childhood where I made a mistake. And I, even back then, I used to think about those mistakes after I did them for such a long time. And now me, naturally just sitting and, and my brain going to, my brain on its own going to all the mistakes that I think I've done, 
uh, it's really tough and it's fine that it happens but it's also I have to understand it's my nature and it's just like this other part of me that's parallel to all of this processing running trying to think about how there's there's a part of me that understands through meditation that every moment can can be looked at as if it's a completely new moment without anything weighing it down without anything that it's dragging behind it extra weight slowing it down like you can look at the past and really consider the past like a dead thing that you carry you can just let it go you know and really something completely new can come but then there's this part of me that looks back and understands like there's patterns you learn and each time you support a negative pattern you're giving it more room in the future to come up again no matter how you might think of it and maybe maybe through that re-emergence of a negative pattern you can have something positive that emerges from it and um a part of me in my head just it 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 hurts myself to think this way where i'm like oh but you know you could have already been and rehearse five years ago three years ago six months ago where things were happening and i would tell myself how i could have maybe done different during those times so that right now i wouldn't be and then more pain and more suffering and oh. another part of me acknowledges that I don't want to do anything. I don't need to do anything. Um, yeah, I've been... Seem to be trying to remember something. But anyways, there's just been a lot of... Uh, that running pattern and then sitting down and being like, yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter six months ago, whatever, you're here now. What's the pattern you'd like to... What What would you prefer to be thinking about now? And I was... I got really sick. I got really, really sick on uh, Monday. And it happened weirdly. I was... It was Sunday night. And I was telling myself over and over again about how I want to... finished something for work that I should have finished on Friday like I promised my co-workers I would and not having finished it sorry was was eating eating away at me and whenever I have a task that I don't want to do that's behind me that I keep telling myself I should be doing it just destroys me And honestly, like, it would have taken me 15 minutes, maybe, to have done it. 30 maximum. Um, but just a certain kind of energy in my brain that I didn't have, couldn't give. 
That's fine. Um, <clears throat> so... So, yeah, I ended up... I was doing some other things for work that I had to get done. I finished them, but then I had... It was like 11.20 at night. And I had to record the podcast. And I was like, okay, I'll record it first. I recorded it, uploaded it by 11.35, I'm not sure. And then I didn't have the energy to work anymore. And I, okay, I was like, okay, I can do it tomorrow. I planned my entire week. I planned workouts. I was feeling great. I felt a small itch in my throat after drinking like a liter of orange juice. And... Um, I just realized I really like drinking orange juice and I never do. So I just indulged. Um, <coughs> so that's that's what's happened. I went I went into bed, excited for the week, and then negativity just shot through and the negativity was basically again thinking about a a girl I spoke to in Munich and how maybe I tend to just make big deals out of relationships with people and then you know through making things big deals in a way I never had to I never had to do this I've uh, pushed this person away I've 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 damaged and threatened the relationship and Oh, but if if she saw something worthwhile in me, why can't she also, you know, forgive maybe just this lapse in emotion from someone that has emotion, you know? It's like, why is everyone so so picture perfect and and making it seem like they've they've got this incredible handle on their emotions, you know? I'm so emotional and I can't even handle it these days and I feel like I'm I'm having to be the one that carries everything from everyone and to take the responsibility from everyone and and I get to be hurt. I get to tell people they hurt me under whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, whether that respects you or doesn't respect you. I have that right. And I have my reasons and it's you denying me my reasons or you putting me in a negative light so immediately after showing some emotion uh, that just it just it's not it's not healthy so it started with thinking about her and then another girl and another girl and then my my entire my entire pattern of how i could be craving a, a woman or or a companion and <coughs> the the approach and and going and talking to to a beautiful woman and and how that might go and how sometimes it feels amazing and how other times it doesn't and 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 me trying to find out the reasons to or or a way in my head to find some kind of solution to how I <coughs> don't need you know, any of that, <coughs> how I, how I'm okay without it, how I can find a substitute and other things, and then, you know, the brain just uh, keeps thinking, and, you know, trying to find a solution to overthinking by thinking some more, and, you know, this drama, and, oh, 
maybe there is some kind of you know positivity that's going to come out of this negativity of thought that gives me an idea of how I can finish this amazing novel that I seem to be only having in my head when in reality when in reality um waiting living my life passively not living so passively but like living my life and not putting in the work to organize certain things in a certain way uh and just waiting for all these ideas to come between all this negativity and positivity is 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 that you know is that the thing that's going to lead me to more freedom which might be a mistake to try try to go for in a way or then there's <coughs> there's a feeling of um responsibility towards my family like how i could make it easier for my sister for my mom um if i could somehow have income coming in but uh, something is really internally holding me back constant constantly from creating something where i where i feel like i can i don't want to I, i don't know it's weird it's weird um, i'd love to talk about it in depth but i don't want to talk about it now but yeah it's like within all of these uh within all of this negativity or this accumulating neurosis that i could put myself through um some ideas can come through that are worthwhile you know and i'm not so passive i am active i am trying to to read as much as possible in different directions or sometimes i have just weird curiosity about things and i have to look them up online or uh just just like i i feel like i have so many pre-existing conditions to what uh need to happen before i can get to work on something which it's not something in me that i like you know and then i start thinking about whether taking add medication is a solution or remember the side effects that i used to have because of it wasn't so nice but the productivity and seeing things happen and and the feeling that my brain can function you know and i can think is actually amazing i don't know how other people other people with ADHD have a different way that it shows up for me it's like in my own head i can't think i think that i'm thinking but all i feel like is i'm hitting a wall if there's something in front of me that needs thinking through if i'm not given a pen and the energy to at least sit through with the pen or a microphone right now it's like i have to divert my attention from the thing and then do something else watch something else read something else move anything else and then come back and then look at the thing again and then once i see it i either know what the solution is or i have to distract myself again until i keep doing this to find the solution again and this is exhausting uh vipassana helped a lot with this why i liked it was because like when you're doing anapana when your your attention goes away you come back to breath 
to reality, to something to an anchor that's quite real, you know. You your attention gets misdirected, you come back, your attention gets misdirected, you come back. And this going and coming back was letting me go through thoughts very, very, very quickly without me trying. You know, the brain is going to be thinking whether you you care about, you know, thinking or not. Me saying I can't think is, is maybe just a very, very big th- wrong thing to say. Thinking is all the brain does, all the mind does. And whatever forms it does it. And uh, it's just the fact that I really try to, you know, maybe it's an issue. Um... Yeah, so I'll continue. Monday. Yeah, before I do, it's just been this feeling. This heavy feeling of inadequacy. Uh, of not applying myself to learning things I care about. You know, like, regardless of whether or not it's improving my German or uh, learning a skill or, or whatever. Uh, learning French or practicing guitar or you know it surprises me that sometimes I can speak German so fluently and then then I just can't you know at all and I say like sentences so stupidly what is it that I can do that just makes me solid you know in this um, but then I for example might be might have the opportunity to, to read something in German but then I'd be like yeah, but I don't find this fun, you know, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this right now. Um, so yeah, a part of me wants to feel like I'm developing in, in, in a skill in a way that I feel con- concrete progress, which I don't, don't feel in a lot of things. Um, <coughs> like, I'm sure I progressed in, in, in some ways the past while, but uh uh, part of me just likes seeing it. Maybe that's an addiction I should grow out of. I don't know if I would need to. So, yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to jiggly do. Jiggly blue. But I would like to practice guitar. Um practice the routines and just have the patience to lose my mind and sitting through them like that's my meditation you know let me sit through this mechanical thing over and over and over again trying to like really just not make a mistake and to just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it without getting addicted to ideas so f- Monday morning, I, I it took me a while to sleep. And then I woke up at like three, so sick, feeling horrible. Felt such a crazy depression. I felt such a fear of cancer, of getting cancer again. It was such a strong fear. I sent, um, I waited till seven or six in the morning to send my boss a message, but um, I ended up waking up and did I wake up at three or four? I remember sending 
maybe eight, nine messages out to different people uh, about how I felt, you know, saying like, hey, I'm in a heavy depression. This is what I thought between us, blah, blah, blah. I sent it, I sent one to Lolly, sent one to Maret, I sent one to Alexandra, I sent one to Dominique, I sent one to Leia, I sent one to Slavian. I sent a voice note to <coughs> Noor and a voice note to Mama. And uh, uh, almost everyone everyone replied besides Slavian and Dominique. I didn't expect Slavian to reply or Dominique. Alexandra I didn't care for. The rest were interesting. And um, I was glad like I reached out. And then I wrote... Uh, a YouTube video I'd like to record and that YouTube video would have been called a message to the world which is to say a message to you and how I would say completely honestly what I feel is wrong with this world and how it's hurting me inside that that's the case, you know? Uh, and I wrote that. I still have a few parts at the end I'd like to add and maybe that's a part where I don't know how to edit the video to match. Uh, maybe I'm overthinking. What if I had a stand in front of the bed like this and I recorded myself sitting here? Why not? Why does it have to be in front of the fucking computer? doesn't um anyways so uh, slavian at least like that message was um uh, every time i think about him it feels like uh a thick fog and a hole and filled with misunderstanding confusion unnecessary hate just like <laughs> He's just very, very sharp and harsh with how he is. And then I always rea I react how I react, you know, and, and, and then I inadvertently take all the sharpness that I think he has in him and I project it crazy at him. I wasn't, like, offensive in my message, at least to me. I told him, like, hey, I reflected on it and I realize I don't like you as a person. It's just been a lot of more or less effort from my side to fix this relationship. And I felt like the gap between us, you never wanted to, to close. Whatever I do, you react with sharpness or nervousness. And I find that exhausting. And uh, <coughs> I'd appreciate it if you just minimize, you know, interactions in the future.
Um, very big part of that. I also said like I expect you to either explain like send a text explaining how something is or isn't or or just complete silence from your part. But yeah, what happened was is like on on and I think I mentioned that on in the last podcast like on Thursday morning we had just woken up we just shared two sentences together, and he immediately came and told us to close the door, and it just pissed me off it pissed me off a lot. Um. Just like keep to your fucking self, man, and it just pisses me off because I, you know, besides him dating a girl in the house, uh, and I don't want to be living with a couple, and all the social consequences that go around with that that he never wanted to acknowledge because he, and the way he started acting after he had a girl, in in his apartment, you know. Uh, being like overly protective unnecessarily, you know, multiple times and and uh, focusing on her so much. And then beforehand, he was always telling me about social consequences and stuff like that. So just a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of distance and a lot of unnecessary animalistic ape, ape-like uh, interactions that happen through him, you know, with whatever the fuck he thinks about his his own maturity and his own self, so that's just been really uh, tiring, you know. I messaged him more than once, saying things like, "Hey man, I'd, I'd love it if we have another gaming session together," or, "Hey man, uh, can we try to watch a football game together or something like that?" And both messages, he ignored completely. And I'd be talking to him in person and I'd, and he'd tell me he'll send me a video about something really nice and then he'll never send it and then I'll remind him a few days later and he'll promise he's going to send it and then he doesn't send it. And all of these things are very, very, very important to me. And he just keeps disregarding these things. And to me, that's just like over, you know? And it's like really tough when it's when you decide it's over when it's the person living with you, and to them, they, they're not even bothered, you know, he has, he's dating someone in the house, he has all the social interactions he needs in the house around you, and that affects you, of course, whether you like it or not, and then, uh, <coughs> it's your job to, to live with it, you know, so... So I don't, I don't deserve to f- make myself feel as bad as I do about it or like how, oh, it's Khaled that's the guy who's ruining all his relationships all the time, you know? I'm particular, sure. Um, and what I've been thinking on top of that was how, you know, whatever lessons you learn here, it's fantastic. And it's just like one person in a life where you're going to meet so many it's just like where when you're forced to live with someone, <coughs> should never be forced to live with someone. And like, there's so many families, man. But they're families, you know. At the end of the day, you end up uh, having to fix things at some point if the relationship isn't too fucked up. But no doubt, there's a lot of people everywhere in the world living with people they want nothing to do with, and they just continue to. So I'm not the worst person who has it, you know. But it's just crazy how I can manage to, within myself, conjure up this much negativity. Is it because I 
should be telling him this, this, these things. But I, I don't believe that he's interested anymore. It's not like from, from me, it's not like I didn't want to fix this relationship. You know, it's like for me, it's always been like, I want to fix this relationship. Um, but the way I've been going about it was very much, how can I change this person? It was never about how can I fix this relationship. It was always about how can I make this person see that uh, he's an idiot who doesn't see things like he keeps telling me he sees things, you know? And uh, how can you be so stupid to be blind to this uh, this thing, you know? And then he can have the audacity to tell me he, he knows who I am or uh, how I'm like as a person and then keep trying to convince me of otherwise. It's just, there's just so much unnecessary to him. And it's uh, a bit crazy to me how he doesn't see how he's... Anyways, I'm, I'm judging really harshly and I know I judge myself really harshly. I don't know if he judges himself harshly, but I don't need to be doing that for him or anyone. Uh, punishment is a big topic, of course, lately for me too. So I sent out all of these messages, then wrote that thing, thinking about my attention and thinking about things, slept like crazy, had the doctor's appointment on Friday morning. I didn't think I'd be gone from work for that long, you know, and then every day was just bad and I was just sleeping and staying in bed and then watching something, I don't know, I watched uh, Emily in Paris, I watched some other shit and uh, I watched All of Us Are Dead, this Korean zombie drama, which was so weird. Uh, the entire time, the entire thought in my head was, I'm terrified. <coughs> I'm terrified that I'm going to get testicular cancer again in my left testicle. Um, and that's all that's coming up. That's all that's coming up. That's all that's coming up. And it's not like I haven't had that before, you know? It's not like it's it's a new feeling. I remember as soon as I did get, uh, I lost the first testicle, um, uh, I kept on getting these fears, you know? And, and I would go and test and the doctor would tell me it's fine and then I'd feel fine, you know? And the voice could calm down a bit, but I haven't been going to the doctor. So maybe I should start scheduling uh, you know, every six months at least and, and go check every three months, every six months, whenever. It's not a bad idea. And, um, yeah. So it was a pretty haze, pretty negative cancerous haze the last week trying to find some positivity in it. And then there was some positivity in uh, 
in the messages I sent out, I sent a message to Anna too, right, the girl from Munich. <coughs> but yeah, then again thinking, oh, patterns, reinforcing them, unnecessary assumptions. Uh, how can I start getting to work on things that matter and then... I don't want to live in a, in the cycle of thinking I have to get things done and then not getting them done and then feeling bad for them and then just coming up with more ideas of more things that I could be doing, you know? So now the mantra is when did you start taking all of this so seriously? Because, like, to me, it just surprises me how everyone takes things so seriously and all the wrong things so seriously. What should be taken seriously is how psychotically sick our society is. And then the other mantra is format. What is the format that should show itself in, you know? And then just try to <coughs> commit to that a little bit. So... Seriousness and format. How can you take this so seriously? So while I was... <coughs> While I was sleeping, uh, I had phases where I was able to just think about things I've been writing and where things can go there. But to me, it doesn't feel like I can just sit down and do it. It feels like a block of uh, concrete. And um, that I've, I don't have the knowledge, the, the actual knowledge to figure out how these stories can possibly go. I need to know a lot about some different things right now before these things can happen. And Can I remember to still have fun, you know, and all of this? Uh. <coughs> so today's Sunday, Friday, so like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, felt like shit, really. I'm just thinking about all the times in the past that I felt like shit, and was I feeling this shit this often for me to feel like it felt like uh, a shit that was a snowballing shit that it only got this shitty because I was thinking so shitty for such a long time and then I was just thinking more about how I thought shit in past times trying to identify how it got to here and all I was feeling while I was thinking that was more shit which doesn't help 
and you know trying to see that that's what I'm doing and trying to stop and being like listen just be in the shit you're in now you don't need to add unreal accumulative shit from the past just to just to make the shit right now make some more sense you know doesn't need to make sense you feel like you're 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 sick man and I don't know what you did what you didn't so that this happens you know but at least now try to be better so I think it was Thursday night that I ordered from Gorillas and ordered like uh, celery and, and broccoli and made some celery juice and drank it and that made me feel incredible. Friday morning I went to the doctor with a taxi, came back with a taxi, celiac disease is negative, let's see about that. And talked about other things, gave me a sick note. And... Uh, Let's see. I came back, had uh, sat down, watched, finished a movie called Marriage Story, really liked it. And uh, made some celery. I think yesterday I made some broccoli juice. It was incredible. Really liked it. And just ate really light things like boiled potatoes, yogurt, some beans, some kamun. Uh, it was great. And uh, just feels like my stomach, uh, my stomach's bacteria is like off and is really, really trying to come together again, you know? So, yeah, I haven't recorded one this long in a while. I wasn't intending on it, but uh, here we are. So it's not like I didn't want my relationship with Slavian to be better, just like I think my focus was very often on dude, how can't you see how blind you are to the things you say? You know, sometimes I've I've heard him repeat the same exact set of information to six, seven different people that we've lived with. And acting like it's a very, very strong argument that I've just heard someone else online say, Jordan Peterson, and he just repeats it one-to-one. -one. And I've done that with Johannes and Dennis and repeated information to them, like, oh, hierarchy, dominance, and whatever. But, uh, you know, I quickly come out of that and be like, these aren't my words, you know, this, this, this isn't my knowledge. These aren't my thoughts, you know. And you just keep going at it like that, you... You act cocky <coughs> when you don't need to act cocky. You act unnecessary when you don't need to act unnecessary. You have always put blame on me. You gave me room to carry the blame, but you t you've never you've never once from your own initiative taken the responsibility. You know, not you, not Usman. Uh, Yusuf, Yusuf can fuck himself and do his own thing. You know, there's nothing there. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I see that I'm so emotional and I carry all of these things with me. And I, a part of me, it's not like I want to be completely numb. It's just I want to be very okay with moving on, you know. But it's hard to move on when you're in the same place 
when it's the same kitchen that that thing happened in, when it's the same bathroom, and all of these things you go to all the time are things that trigger these things in you all the time, you know? So how do I move on? When I go to work, it's not like I'm remembering these things, you know? Uh, I'm remembering other things. So I really hope I do move out of here more or less soon. Uh, for what it's worth, it's a nice place, but I've never been happy here. Um, I don't know where I also I I would be happy, but I need I need space to be me. I don't know how to help my mom. Oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna start. It's like I'm trying to find a system that can carry me and just relax. So I'm gladly feeling better today. I don't feel like I'm taking this cancer thing so seriously, but um, let's see how I keep track of my gut bacteria in a healthy way. And uh, I don't know what else to say. I just want to feel inspired and I want to create something nice and I don't know how to do either of those things. <laughs>